Father, we thank you because indeed you're worthy. You deserve every praise, Lord. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your goodness. Lord, we return every praise to you tonight in the name of Jesus, our Father and our God. Lord, we want to thank you for all you have done, for all that you are doing, and for the so many great promises you have made concerning what you will do. Receive all the praise in the name of Jesus. Tonight, as we study together, Lord, we ask that you would open the eyes of our understanding. You will give us faith to believe you and to walk with you. You will give us the strength and the patience to go through the journey with you. So that at the end of it all, Lord, we will be like your son. We will be a church without spot, without wrinkle. Thank you, Father Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. I want to welcome you to our first uh, Bible study uh, in the year 2024. And uh, God is helping us to start this Bible study in an exciting way, you know, because we're going to be working on our team for 2024. And the team is all-round blessings. And that's exactly what we'll be discussing tonight, all-round blessings. We've been given three Bible passages to support this theme. We have Genesis chapter 1, verse 28, chapter 26, verse 12, and Deuteronomy chapter 28, verses 1 to 13. Tonight, we'll just be taking the theme as our topic, all-round blessing. And I would like us to concentrate on Deuteronomy 28, 1 to 13, because this is like the expanded version of the theme text. Um, I say there, are no, there can be no better blessing than an all-round blessing. You know, sometimes in life, you may be blessed in some areas, but you can have some areas where you are not blessed, and somehow it overshadows all the other blessings that you have. Is that true? You know, there are so many times in life you can be blessed, but there's just one thing you don't have that seems to overshadow all the other blessings you have. Can you imagine you have a lot of money? You know, you're well-read, you're very intelligent. Then for whatever reason, you are sick. You know, sometimes it just overshadows every other blessing. You can't seem to think about any other thing than the fact that I'm not feeling well. But God assures us that in 2024, he's going to give us all-round blessings. People say, ah, there's no way you can have it all. Though. Do you hear people say that? Nobody has it all. There must be something that is not together. People say that. But I tell you, God says you can have it all. It is possible that you can have it all. 
And this is not an empty promise because God has done it before. You know, there are some things that people say, but because you have never seen it before, it looks as if it's not possible. But it's possible because God has done it before. So I want us to look at a few verses before we go into this study. Let's look at Luke 18:27. If you are there, I'll be so I'll be happy to have you read Luke 18:27. Luke 18:27. But he said, "What is impossible with man is possible with God." You see, the things that we think as men is not possible. But as far as God is concerned, it is possible. Let's look at the other one, Mark 10, 27. Mark 10, 27. Yeah, go ahead, sir. Mark 10, 27. Jesus looked at them and said, With man it is impossible, but not with God, for all things are possible with God. You see, in the, in the dictionary of men and the way we walk, there are some things we cannot imagine that are possible. But Jesus told them, but with God, everything is possible. And there are some examples we have seen in scripture that makes us know that these things are possible. When we look at the very set of people that God made this promise to, is Israel. Because when we go down to look at all the promises he made in Deuteronomy 8, 28, 1 to 13, and you look at the nation of Israel, you will marvel that God kept those promises. A small nation, tiny, surrounded by enemies. That's one of the promises that God made to them that fascinates me up to today. He said, your, no, your enemy will not be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Imagine where they are, their number, their location. Look at the kind of thing that Israel is doing today. I don't think any nation can do it and go scot-free. Look at the kind of prosperity they have for a small nation right in the middle of the desert. If you look at all the advanced countries of this world, check their economy. Who runs it? Israel. And these promises were being made to them when they were coming out of captivity. Another person we will look at today is Job. We know the story of Job. We know the beginning and we know the end. But I want, to, I want us to read Job 1, 1 to 3. This is a man who had it all. Job 1, 1 to 3. Go ahead, my sister. There was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job, and that man was blameless and upright, one who feared God and turned away from evil. There were born to him seven sons and three daughters. He possessed 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, and 500 female donkeys, and very many servants, so that this man was the greatest of all the people of the East. Look at the life of this man. Would you say he had spiritual prosperity? Why? What scripture tells us that, that he has spiritual prosperity? 
feared God. He was blameless. So spiritually, this man prospered. Would you say that he was fruitful in his body? What happened to him? He did what? He has children. Would you say financially he prospered? Why? He had what? Yes. And then look at it. In that scripture, when we begin to read that Deuteronomy, you see that it says you will be the head. That you will not be. In fact, nobody will be able to stand before you. Was that the case with this man, Job? He was the greatest man. He had it all. He had it all. Some people have prospered financially, but spiritually they have not prospered. So they can be the richest man in the world. They can have all the money, but before God they are nothing. Because in the area of their spirit, they have not prospered. Let's look at another man, Daniel. Daniel 2, 46 to 49. Then King Nebuchadnezzar fell prostrate before Daniel and paid him honor and ordered that an offering and incense be presented to him. The king said to Daniel, Surely your God is the God of gods and the Lord of kings and a revealer of mysteries. For you were able to reveal this mystery. Then the king placed Daniel in a high position and lavished many gifts on him. He made him ruler over the entire province of Babylon and placed him in charge of all his wise men. Moreover, at Daniel's request, the king appointed Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego administrators over the province of Babylon, while Daniel himself remained at the royal court. Look at Daniel, somebody who was a slave. He was brought into the palace. The king, what did the king do to Daniel? What did the king do to Daniel? The very first verse, he did what? Yeah, he prostrated before him. You know how, how, how influential and powerful the king was. In the, he had kingdoms under him. He was conquering many kingdoms. He was lavished with gifts. He had favor with God. He could speak to the king. He said at his request, he could tell the king, appoint this, appoint this, appoint this as ministers. And the king did it. And he was living in the royal court. So it tells us that this is possible. If God has done it before, God can do it again. God can do it for me. God can do it for you. We can have all-round blessings. And finally, we look at our example, Jesus Christ. Bible says that God gave him a name that was above every other name. He, had, he has authority. He had power. When he was here on earth, there was nothing he wanted to do that he couldn't do. He had spiritual power. Every need was met. Every single need was met. We never read in the scripture that there was a time Jesus was here and he had a need and then he couldn't meet that need. All he needed to do was to talk to his father and it was done. So we know that it's possible to have all-round blessings. It's possible. It's possible for us to prosper in every area of our lives. However, there are preconditions 
for these promises and only one condition. What is that condition? What is the condition? Obedience. So I'd like us to read Deuteronomy 28, 1 to 13, which is our team text for today. Deuteronomy 28, 1 to 13. So if you... And if you faithfully obey the voice of the Lord your God, being careful to do all his commandments that I command you today, the Lord your God will set you high above the nations of the earth. We stop there. You see, this is the promise that God made to Israel when he was bringing them out. He said he would do what to them, set them what? High above what? All the nations of the earth. And when we remember in the scriptures, why did God single out Israel to bring a nation out? There were many people on the face of the earth. Why did he choose Israel and say, I want to do this? Why did he do that? Why do you think he chose Israel? Because of why? Why did he choose Jacob? Why? Yes, ma'am. Exactly, it's not here from Abraham. So my question is, why Abraham? There were many people on the surface of the earth. Why Abraham? Because he loved them. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Sister Nkechi. You wanted to say something. Mm -hmm. Also, God said that he knows he will raise godly offspring, that he will command his family to obey him. Thank you, ma. Any other person? Yes, sir. Go ahead. Based on what, sir? Obedience. On obedience, obedience. Yes, you want to say something? Thank you, thank you very much. Ma? I think God was looking for one he could use in people, you know, having fellowship with people. Praise Israel the Lord. was like a model. Praise the Lord, praise the like Lord. Sample, sample test. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I thank God, you know. He loved them. He wanted to show them grace and everything. But, you know, I want to... In my heart, my thought is like, you know, mommy's thought. If you want to buy a house, they've just started an estate, and they say, we are going to build beautiful houses here. What's the first thing they do? They build a model house. So they take you into the model house, and they show it to you. This is what it's going to look like. And once you see them, some people, if they don't have enough money, they just do like a, uh, um, how will I put it? It's a small specimen, you know, like just build it a little bit on maybe on wood or whatever. But it's better when they actually build the house, is it not? So you walk in, you see it, you say, okay, I like it. That's exactly what God was doing. God loves everyone. He has not said this is better than this. But he chose Israel and said, you come. 
Let me show the world what I can do when I really love people. Let me show men what I can do. And that is why we have this advantage of being was grafted in coming in. So when we see the way God has worked with them, the way God, all the promises is made, we have that confidence to say, ah, God is a promise keeper, is he not? We see their journeys, and that's why we read scripture and he encourages us. We see their journey and we say, God is faithful. You see, one of the things I, sometimes when I think about God, when I was reading, you know, Jeremiah, you know, Ezekiel, and I think about it. You know, sometimes God can get very angry with Israel. Do you know that? He will say, I will punish you. Just read two chapters after. He will go, oh, please come back to me. I love you. You see, you see the heart of God. So it makes me know that even if I fall away and I repent and I come back, this God will take me back. It allows you to see the workings of God. How do God work with men? And you will see through all the generations, all the people he has chosen, how did he work with them? How did they work with God? He had to create that model. So when today we are talking about all-round blessings, these are the models we go back to see. So when he promises me that I will do this and I go back and see his nature, has he done it before? Can I see through the life of some people? So if you tell me you are going to build a house, you've never built one, I didn't see the sample, and you are just telling me, Father, this house is going to be very beautiful, we are going to put uh, solar on top, then all the floor is going to be marble, all the kitchen, mm, I'll be looking. But if you have shown me a sample of the first one you have built, I look at the house, I look at the finishing, I look at everything, I can tell, I say, ah, these guys are good. Though. If you see the finishing of that house, if you see how they decorated it, if you see the workmanship, no, I think I, I can put my money here. And that's exactly what God is telling us today. You can trust him. His words are not empty promises. You can trust it. So when he says, I will bless you, we should never be in doubt that he will do it because he has done it before in the life of Israel and in the lives of individuals, even when the nations were failing, the individuals that decided to say, as for me, I will stay with God. God continued to bless them. Praise the Lord. My sister, please keep reading. Yes, ma'am. You know, we are told about conditional and unconditional promises in the Bible. And the one in Deuteronomy 28 is a conditional one. For example, looking at the verse 1, it says, if you fully obey the Lord your God. And we know that Israel um, has not met, you know, this. And even now, they don't even believe in Jesus. Then we see that God still loves them and has fulfilled his own parts. How do we explain that? Because these days we are taught as believers that ah, make sure you play your part so that this promise will be fulfilled in your life. So how do we merge the two? Do we understand the question? Anybody wants to contribute to it? She says, you know, these conditions here are these promises are conditional. And Israel has not fulfilled all these conditions, but God has continued to bless them. 
And as believers, sometimes we don't fulfill all these conditions. I take it to mean, does it mean that God will keep his part of the promise, whether we fulfill them or we don't fulfill them? Anybody wants to contribute? At least give us your own idea. What do you think? Hallelujah. Um, God said Israel is his firstborn. Mm. So Israel is unique. And um, because of his, he promised David also that um, there will always be somebody from David's dynasty. Now. So God made a lot of promises, covenants with in their ancestors from Abraham to Israel, I mean uh, David, that he, he, he cannot break. If our one scripture says, as, as the day, there will always be day, there will always be night. Yes, well, I can't quote it correctly, mm -hmm. that particular scripture. His promises for Israel will surely stand. Mm -hmm. But we should remember that we are grafted. We are grafted into the promise. Though Israel is a model of our relationship with God, well, we can't stretch it too far. That's what I feel. Israel is God's firstborn. And we are crafted into the promise. I don't know. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Ma. Any other person wants to give us a... Thank you, sir. I just want to add to the question, not to provide an answer. <laughs> okay, thank you, sir. Add to the question. Yeah, so, you know, in addition to what my sister said, um, if you look at it, not only have they not obeyed, you know, in the present day Christianity, you would think that, okay, through the Lord Jesus Christ, we are all saved. Irrespo you know, uh, irrespective of uh, what has happened in the past, right? But they don't even believe in Jesus Christ. So yet, I mean, so what, have, what has been fulfilled? So I really need to get some answers on this. Praise the Lord. Um, I'll try to give my own opinion, but uh, I don't know. Do yes, sir. That's why I said initially that God chose them purely out of grace. And should not because you are the most, some will say, not because you are the greatest in number, not because you are the most faithful, but he has decided to choose them. He has decided to choose them to make them an object of his, um, of his love, to demonstrate, and then give them this condition. If you continue like this, I will make you a kingdom of priests. I make you my representatives. And so that is purely out of elective grace he chose them and when if they disobeyed he spanked them and then with the point of with view or bring them bring them back to himself that's that's just where i think about that no, I think about thank you sir sister I, I i think i agree with um, pastor mentor because even let's leave israel even in this present times there's some people that we would say oh um we think they obey God. We think they walk in line with the will of God. But what we count as blessings, we don't see it in their lives. So it's God's discretion. Meanwhile, somebody that we think, oh, is just living a very free life. We think the person is being blessed. So I think it's just God's discretion. And we cannot question that. I can't question God, why did you give um, Pastor Benis X and you didn't give me? Why did you give Molade Y and you didn't give... Um, brother Eric, I think there's some things that are just discretionary to God and we cannot question him. 
and we cannot even understand until we meet him face to face. I guess this is one of the things that we can't understand. But it's for us to just live by the principles and the rules that have been laid down. We obey, we get the blessing. We don't need to begin to sit down to query and ponder. Otherwise, we will get more confused. Thank you, Ma. Thank you, Ma. So like I said, I'll give my own opinion based on the little I understand of the scripture. You remember that we all agreed that Israel, as far as God was concerned, is a model. It is something um, God wanted to use to show his faithfulness and who he is. Number two, we also remember that there is still a remnant. When you say Israel, it's everybody in Israel are non-believer. There are Israelis who are Christians. Do you know that? There are remnants, and that's what Romans tells us. Paul says there are still remnants that are keeping and are holding this covenant. There are still remnants. And then lastly, you will remember that at the end of age, you know when you read Revelations, John says this is the revelation of Jesus. You see, sometimes when we are here and you're like, Oh, God is so unjust. God takes so much time to do certain things. You remember that at the end of the age, God is going to do justice. God is going to take vengeance. It's only that he takes, he keeps his promises and he gives men a long time. The way I look at it like is this. Even me as a believer, if God were to act upon my life immediately when I derail, by now I should be in hell. That's the truth. But he gives me time. He woos me and he brings me to repentance and I begin to stand and I begin to grow. And that's the same way he's been dealing with Israel. And that is why, you know, we have this confidence, you know, we're not like people who, who think that, oh, this our God is, um, how will I put it, the, the, the God of the unbelievers, you know how they, all those shongo, all those ogu, eh? that when you offend them, what do they do to you? They strike you down. The God of thunder, they will just strike you down. Eh? Something, something will just happen to you. And that's why the scripture says, some people think the patience of God is like slackness, as if, ah, this God self. You see, this people talking to him anyhow, we just sit down there, he will do nothing. He's not like that. You remember the conversation of Moses with God? When God told him, look, let me kill these people. What did Moses say to God? He said, then the Egyptians will say, you brought them out of Egypt and you were not able to do what? Deliver them to the promised land. Don't do that. Have mercy on them. And that is how God moves and works with us. So sometimes when we're impatient, eh, they're not even trusting God, they're not even believing God. God has a long covenant and he will give them that long rope because of the words that he has spoken concerning their life. But at the end of age, when God is ready, when there will be no more room for grace, then the Bible says, 
there is the wrath of God. That's what we read in Revelation, isn't it? He said he began to pour his wrath. Now he's not doing it because we are in the age of grace. He's allowing us, giving us that long rope, hoping that one day and our grace will expire either when you die or when Christ comes. Abi, as long as you live, grace is available to you. And that's why, like my sister Molade says, you see the unbeliever prospering and you are wondering why. It's grace. God is giving you room. Romans say he uses his loving kindness and his blessings to woo you. But adventure you will look at it and say, I want to become a Christian. Not because he doesn't know what to do with his goodness. But when the end of age comes, then there will be no room for grace. He will pour his full rot. He will pour his full rot. He will come in vengeance. He will not come the way he's coming now. And the Bible says there are saints that were under the altar and they were saying to God, Oh God, when will you take vengeance on our lives? Say, wait, time is coming. I will take vengeance. And that's why the scripture says, say, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Abi, my time is coming. So when we look at it, it is just, it is the whole of God's way of working with men. It's his way of wooing men. It is his way of relating to men. That's why the psalmist says, you see, you know that we are but dust. We know that we are clay. He understands our nature. And he does everything. But, like I want to say, from what Sister Molade said today, somebody once gave me an analogy. He says, when you are riding a bicycle, for those of us who know how to ride bicycle, I don't know how to ride, though, but that's what they say. For those who know how to ride bicycle, they say, when you oil the wheel, it makes the bicycle better to ride. I don't know whether it's still true today. You know, but, or even if you have a machine you are grinding, or even a door in your house that is not well oiled, what do you hear? You'll be hearing that crackling sound, at least I know that. But once you oil it, it becomes what? Better. That's what happens in the Christian race. When you are living in obedience, you are like the door that is oiled. You are like the bicycle that is oiled. He helps your race to be better. You will not be struggling. You know, just like what uh, uh, Antibuchi told us now. You will be getting your batch, you know, it will, be, it will be hitting you and hitting you there because of some things that you are doing. Because things actually do have their consequences too. When you go and live in disobedience and get into sin, you, some things happen to you. Though you will repent and come back, but you get some bashing. Just like the children of Israel did. The journey, they should have been on for 40 days. How long did they go on that journey? 40 years. But did they get to destination? Yes, they did. But in that 40 years, did some people die? Many died in the wilderness. So to think that, oh, because God is good, I can fraternize with sin, I can live in sin, it has its consequence. But that God will keep his promise, yes, he will. He says, even if you deny me, I will not deny myself. That's what God says. I can't make my promise not valid because of the way you are living. My promise would always be valid. 
But if we don't do it the way God wants, then we will get all the bashing, all the problems on the way. And then any day I wake up, I begin the journey. There is one prayer I pray for my children all the time. I say, God, help them to learn wisdom early. Do you know the beauty of learning wisdom early? He say, the fear of God is what? The beginning of wisdom. That is learning wisdom early. That is, learn to fear God early in your life. It makes your journey better. But if you don't have that wisdom, the Bible says, in all you're getting, get wisdom. That wisdom is the fear of God, nothing more. You don't get it early, you will get back. You know, just like somebody who is learning to drive, and you go and enter express road. They will bash you left, right, and center. By the time you learn to drive, you will finally go and repair your car and then be confident on the road. Wouldn't it have been better that you learned very well before you enter the express? That's what obedience does. So he says the key to this is obedience so that we can enter these promises with ease, timely, and with understanding. Praise the Lord. I've tried, in my own opinion, I, it may not be all the answer, but that's how I understand it. <laughs> yes, sir. The question really is very fundamental. Why did God choose Israel? That's my answer, sir. That he wants to make them a model. He chose them. Because he chose them, mm. he made them a model. But why did he choose them? Grace. Why did God if, choose if, God, if God chooses me, God yeah. has chosen me, yeah. having chosen me, yeah. he wants me to be a model, wants me to be a representative of him. But why did he choose me? We say he chose them because he wanted to choose them. Eh? It was his choice. It was his choice. He, he chose, wanted he, he to choose, choose them, them, and then he chose them. Because if we say, if we look at Abraham, mm. Abraham had the great revelation mm. of who God is. He had the first contact mm. link with God, and God saw his heart and said, confirmed him as being righteous. And God decided to use that vessel for a purpose which Abraham achieved. So I think um, it was God's choice for whoever he wanted and whoever he felt could do the work that he had in mind for humanity. And he chose Abraham. Yes. I'm trying to look for that scripture revelations, but I don't know where it is. It says all things were created for you and for your glory. You see, things are about God. They are never about us. Things are about God. Anytime in your life you forget that everything is about God. The plan of creation is God. The plan of redemption is God. It's everything is about. That's why when Jesus told us to pray, what did he say? Thy will be done, thy kingdom come. Everything is about God. What God wants, how he wants to do it, it's about God. That I'm here and I'm in faith is about God. When God wants to accomplish a thing, that's what he wants to do. Then he goes to look for a man he wants to use. The man does not come first before the will of God. Everything is about God. What God wants to do. That's why he say he can raise up kings to help. He can also raise up kings so that he wants to anything God wants. It's about God. It's about God. 
We all walk within the plan and who God is. Isn't that God has sat in heaven and said, let us make man in our own image. It's their idea. It's what they want to do. He's the one that sat down to one day and said, it is not good for a man to be alone. It's all about God. And at the end of age too, and at the close of age, if you look at Revelation, it's still about God. He says, this kingdom has become the kingdom of our God. Is it not? It is God. It's all about God. His heart, what he wants to do, how he wants to do it, is all about God. The only thing he does is, you see, like uh, I think it's in Proverbs that says, the things that are revealed are for us. And the things that he chooses not to reveal, they what? They belong to God. It's about God. And that's why the best thing for a believer to do, just follow God. Just follow him. Just follow him. It's about God. The only difference we have here is that this God is a loving God. This God is a good God. This God is a compassionate God. Because if he's not, for the type of will and the power that he has, nobody would have survived. But he reveals his nature to show us that though I'm powerful, though I am self-willed, but yet I'm loving, I'm gracious, I'm forgiving. And we begin to see that his nature. So it's all about God. So whether it is for grace, whether it's for love, whether it's for model, I just know it is the will of God. It is what is in the heart of God to do. That's exactly what he has done. And he has given us some words like, you want to come follow me? Obey me. Listen to me because it's about me. It's about what I want. It's about what I want to do. That's why no believer, if you look at, when they, when they tell us about love, no believer can be self-willed. Can a believer be self-willed? You can't succeed. You can't work with God. Your will must be broken. Even Christ, what did he say? Not, not my will. A believer can be self-willed. Your will must be broken. You must always submit to the will of God in everything. Because whether you like it or not, God will have his way. I don't know, but that's what I believe. God will always, because his will must be done. Whether now or at the end of age, he would have his way. Praise the Lord. Sorry, we need to pray. Go on, quickly. We are reading the whole verse, so just okay. keep reading. Yes. And should I start from the top? Uh, you can start from where you... I, I, I believe you are in verse 2. Just read all the way down. Okay. And all these blessings shall come upon you. Deuteronomy 28, verse 2. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you if you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Blessed shall you be in the city. Blessed shall you be in the field. So whether Bless you stay in Nigeria or Yujakwa, you will be blessed. Go on. <laughs> Number four. Blessed shall, blessed shall be the fruit of your womb and the fruit of your ground and the fruit of your cattle, the increase of your herd and the young of your flock. Blessed shall be the 
your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall you be when you come in, and blessed shall you be when you go out. Johnny Mercies. Go on. The Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before you. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. The Lord will command the blessings on you in your barns and in all that you undertake. And no. he will bless you in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. The Lord will establish you as a people holy to himself. Spiritual blessing. As he has sworn to you. If you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways, and all the peoples of the earth shall see that you are called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of you. Mm, unto God. Go on. And the Lord will make you abound in prosperity, Financial and in the blessing. fruit of your womb, and in the fruit of your livestock, mm. and in the fruit of your ground, within the land that the Lord swore to your fathers to give you. The Lord will open to you his good treasury the heavens Provision. and to give you the rain to your land in its seasons and to bless all the work of your hands your blessings will come at the right time they won't be delayed and, and you shall lend to many nations but you shall not borrow you won't be a debtor and the Lord will make you the head and not the tail and you shall only go up and not down mm. if you obey the commandments of the Lord your God which I command you today being careful to do them. Praise the Lord. We've spoken a lot, so I'm just going to race through. The Genesis 1.28 is in our outline. It talks about the fact that we'll be fruitful, we will multiply, we will have authority, and we will have dominion. Genesis 26.12, we'll read that at home ourselves, talks about financial prosperity. You know, that we would have abundant harvest. And the one we have just read now, Genesis 28, 1 to 13, talks about the fact that the Lord will promote us. He will bless us wherever we are. He will bless our children. He will bless our investments. Whatever you decide to invest on, God will bless. Even when everybody's investments is falling, God will bless yours. He will bless your work. He will bless your stock. He will bless your food. God will grant you journey mercies. He will give you victory. He will bless your business. He will give you good ideas. God will give you spiritual blessings. You will be recognized. You will become a fear to your enemies. You will be fruitful in your body, at work, and in your enterprise. Things will come in season. You will not have delays. You know, there are some things that blessings come and you say to, is it now that I don't have any teeth? I want to eat meat. But yours won't be delayed. It will come in season. You will have no debts and you will become a lender. There will be promotion for you. You would always be on top and you will never be at the bottom. This is what it means to have all-round blessings. All around you, everything is doing well. But they are key to these blessings. The first one is the fact that there has to be a relationship. You know, we talked about, I was talking about Israel. He chose them. There was a relationship between them. He didn't give this promise to Egypt. He didn't give it to Edom. He gave it to Israel because there was a relationship. So if we have not come into that relationship with God, we cannot be claiming those blessings. We can claim them because what? The Bible says he has brought us into the commonwealth of Israel. Is it not? We have entered, so we have that advantage. So you have to enter that relationship with God. 
That is, you have to leave the kingdom of darkness, meaning you have to give your life to Christ and be aligned to God. Then you can share. The Bible says we become joint ears with Jesus. If you don't have Jesus in your heart, there's no way you can be a joint ear. You can't be sharing what belongs to him when he doesn't have a, you don't have a part in him. So that's the first way to go. Then the second way is, after we have had relationship, then we need to live in obedience. You know why? Because in these promises for us to assess them, God is going to be speaking some things to our lives. And when we are not obeying those words he's speaking to us, we will not assess those promises. Comes with, I'm living right. Comes with, I'm listening to God. You know there's some time we don't listen. When God says, don't do that. Don't put your money there. Don't take that job. Write this application. You think you are wiser than God. You see, these are things that come with obedience. And as we obey, God helps us. You know, there was a time we were talking about David, is it not? That David, he wants to go into battle. We ask for instruction. And that's why he always had victory. He wouldn't say, because this is how I did it last time. This is how I'm going to do it this time. He wasn't doing it like that. So, obedience. It comes to obedience. To the word that we can read in scripture. And to the specific instructions he will give to me and you. Because we are different. Obedience will allow us. And finally, faith. I just want us to read... Um, one scripture there. Mark 9.23. I think that's the one I like us to read. Mark 9.23. And Jesus said to him, If you can, all things are possible for one who believes. Jesus said, You know when the man came to him and said, ah, Lord Jesus, please, can you, can you heal my servant? He says, Can I heal my, your servant? Your your Your... Your, your child. You see, all things are, Jesus said, all things are possible to do. Person, what? So if you sit down there and say, ah, it's not possible, look, I can't have oral blessings. Just give me this one or two, it's okay for me. I will live my life that way. It's okay. It's okay. But if you also believe that with God, all things are possible. Bible says, by faith, some people have done things that were unimaginable. He says, by faith, he won't tell us in Hebrew, he says they brought their dead to life. They brought down cities. They did great things. So we need faith to believe God's word. He said, these words did not profit some people because what? When they heard it, what didn't they do? They heard the word, but they didn't do what? They didn't mix it with faith. Just like the way me and you have heard it. But because they didn't mix it with faith, it became of no use to them. So we need to, to, to add faith. When we hear the word of God, take it by faith. Believe it. So tonight, we just have a few time. We're also waiting to, I would like us to pray. Because when I was preparing this study, I was as challenged at myself and I said, God, so it's possible I can have all around blessing. There are some things I want, I can actually get them. But you are telling me that there are some processes to doing this. And I began to speak to God this afternoon. I said, God, 
give me grace. Help me to bring myself to this position where I can trust you because this is something you can do, you have done before. So this evening, we are going to go to the part three of this, our study tonight, and it's the part that we are going to pray. We are going to pray. And the first area we're going to pray tonight, we're going to pray the prayer of confession. Let's look at 2 Corinthians 7, 1. We're going to pray. If you have it, everybody, please, can you read for us? 2 Corinthians 7, 1. Since we have these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from every defilement of body and spirit, bringing holiness to completion in the fear of God. You see, he says, since we have these promises, these things have been given to us, what should we do? Cleanse ourselves. We should cleanse ourselves. Whatever it is tonight that will not let you enter into these precious promises. I want you to talk to the Lord. I've spent the time today talking to the Lord myself. Open my heart before the Lord. And I've, I prayed. And I want you to pray tonight. It's not just about, uh, I'm not doing, look at your heart. Because the Bible says, God does not just look at your, 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 what you do, how you do it. He looks at your heart. Is your heart right with God? Bring that heart before the Lord and say, Father, I want you to cleanse my heart. Give me that heart, you know. You know, and I remember that song we used to sing. I want to be like Jesus in my heart. You know what it is? To be like Jesus in your heart. Let my heart be like the heart of Jesus. Let's ask the Lord tonight. This is between me and my God. It's not between me and any other person. Open this heart before God. Is there unforgiveness in that heart? Is it a busy heart? Is it a heart that is clouded with unrighteousness? Are there filthy thoughts in that heart? Is it a heart that is strained? When your heart is always strained, whatever is in that heart, come to the Lord tonight and say, Lord, cleanse my heart. Make my heart like the heart of Jesus. Pure through and through. Cleanse my heart. Or am I a strong-willed person that God cannot have his way in my heart? Once I've made up my mind, this is what I want to do. Nobody can talk to me about it. Tell the Lord tonight, Father. Bible says, a contrite heart. Ask the Lord. Make my heart contrite tonight. Help me in my heart to truly be broken. Help me in my heart. Because the Bible says that is where everything comes from. The heart. The bad thoughts will come. The intentions will come. Everything comes from the heart. Bring this heart before the Lord. He says, who can know the heart? He says, it's desperately wicked. Who can know it? The depth of the heart. But you can bring it to the Lord. You can bring it to that cleansing power of the blood of Jesus. And say, Lord, cleanse my heart. 
cleanse my heart. That is sometimes the root of deceit, the heart. You're smiling, but in the depth of your heart, there is unfaithfulness, there is deceit, there is double standard, there is all sorts of things. Bring that heart before the Lord. Lord, cleanse my heart. Cleanse my heart. Make it pure. Make it clean. Make it such that you can look at it and be pleased. Lord, help me in my heart. I have prayed today. I wept before the Lord. I said, Lord, cleanse my heart. Cleanse my heart. It's not just what people see me do, but what is in my heart? What is really the intention? How do I think? Where does it straight to? What are the things I imagine? Lord, cleanse my heart. Cleanse my heart. Make my heart pure. Make my heart pure, Lord Jesus. Let my heart be pure. Let my heart be pure. So that from me to God can proceed great things. From me to God, faith can be established. So that from me to God, the word of God can, can have room to prosper and to germinate. Lord Almighty, I ask for grace in my heart, O oh God. In the name of Jesus, Father, Lord, have mercy, O oh God. Have mercy as you cleanse my heart. Oh, where pride is sitting, Lord, have mercy. Where arrogance is sitting, Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Cleanse my heart, O oh God. Let my heart be pure. Let my heart be pure. Help me, Father. Thank you, Father. Glory be unto your name, O oh God. In Jesus' name, we pray. This evening, I want us to rededicate our hearts unto the Lord. I know you have given your life to Jesus Christ, but give your heart to him again and say, Father, I give my heart to you. I give all that I am to you. I just want you to have your way in everything that I am, in everything that we do, in my way forward. Lord, I give it all to you. In all the ways I have walked in my will, Father, I give my life all over again to you. Fill me to overflowing. Let your Holy Spirit be my guide in the day and in the night, in all my choices, in all my entrepreneurs, in everything I desire to do, in all my ambition, everything, Lord, I rededicate all to you, Lord Jesus. I want it to be about you and your kingdom. I want it to be about you being glorified. Talk to the Lord tonight, because there are times we want our way. There are times we want things the way we want it done. But tonight, you can tell the Lord, I give it to you. I give it to you. I give it to you, Lord Jesus. Everything, oh God. Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I give my heart to you all over again, oh God. I come back to you like one that has never been there before. That to surrender completely. To surrender completely. To allow Jesus Christ to have his way. To allow God to be glorified in my life. To allow him to be the one on the driving seat. All the areas I've struggled for control. Lord, I release to you tonight that you will have your way, that you will be in charge, that, Lord, you will take the front seat, oh God. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Holy Spirit, I'm asking for grace tonight. Oh, King of glory, help me. Father, Lord, let my life 
Oh, Father, be laid on this altar, given to you and you alone. Father, not withholding anything in the name of Jesus. That is our prayer tonight. That is our cry tonight. That is our desire tonight. Because we want to enter this new season of all-round blessing in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We don't want to struggle with you. Oh, Father, we want to submit to you in every area of our lives. Lord, give us grace. Lord, enable us. Ah, Father, help us by your spirit. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Tonight, we're going to be praying a prayer of consecration. Begin to consecrate yourself unto the Lord. Begin to tell the Lord, Father, I give myself to you. Make me holy. Sanctify me by your word. Sanctify me by your spirit. Consecrate yourself unto the Lord as you give yourself unto the Lord and say, Father, as I am waiting upon you, as I am calling upon you, my Father and my God, I consecrate myself. I give myself to you. Sanctify me by your word. Sanctify me by your spirit. Make me holy. I cannot make myself holy, but the word of God can transform me. The spirit of God can sanctify me. Lord, in the name of Jesus, make me holy. Make me acceptable to you. Make me a vessel that is fit for the master's use. Father, Lord, I bring myself to you, O God, in the name of the Lord Jesus. He said, if a vessel, oh, will cleanse himself, he will be fit for the master's use. Holy Spirit, we have come tonight. Oh, my Father and my God, that we are fit for the master's use. That truly we can be the model of your righteousness, of your goodness. That in our own generation, people can look at us and say, yes, God can bless all around. Baba, consecrate us tonight. Consecrate us by your blood. Consecrate us by your spirit. Consecrate us, oh God, by the word of God. Holy Spirit, we surrender to you tonight. The spirit of truth. The Bible says you know the mind of God and you are able to help us according to the will of God. We give our hearts to you tonight. Father, we surrender to you. Make us holy. Purify us. Make us vessels that are worthy in the name of Jesus, Kamo Shanta Sile, Marika Soteri Bashinde Karibosara, Le Maskontoria Libahakatia Ribosaka, Mashinde Kamosatala Diari Katosila. Holy Spirit, we come to you tonight. Holy Spirit, we come to you tonight. Oh, Father Abasure Katayeri Santala, we are asking, oh God, that you will cleanse us. You will make us useful vessels in the eyes of the Father. Oh, my Father and my God. Make us holy. Make us holy. Make us holy. Sanctify us, O God. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, we are asking tonight. As you help us tonight. As you help us tonight. As you help us tonight. Thank you, our Father. Thank you, our Father. Glory be unto your holy name. May your name be glorified in our lives. May it be glorified in your church. Ah, finally tonight I want to pray. Let's begin to affirm the promises of God. We have heard it tonight, what God can do. I want you to begin to affirm it in your heart. Begin to speak it unto the Lord. Lord, I believe you. The Bible says to him that believeth, all things are possible. Begin to tell God, I believe you. I believe you can give me all round promises. I believe I can be healthy in my body. I believe I can be fruitful. I believe that I can prosper spiritually and financially. I believe you that I can have journey mercies everywhere I go. I believe, oh God, everything I lay my 
my hands on to do will prosper because you have given the word holy spirit i believe your word in the name of the lord jesus every word that you have spoken lord jesus because you spoke it because the almighty spoke it lord i believe you i trust you and i know it father lord i don't have to see it i don't have to have experienced it but because you have spoken it and because you have done it before and because you keep your promise lord i believe you lord i believe every word of it the one that is not at work and active in my life now lord in the name of jesus i receive it by faith oh mercy karaba because you have declared it that it is a year of all round blessing Lord, I believe it. All the ones I'm waiting for, Lord, in the name of Jesus, in 2024, I will receive them because you have declared it so. All those ones that are outstanding, Lord, I will receive them. I will receive them because you spoke it, because you said it, it is so. Because you said it, it will come to pass. Because you said it, you will keep your word. The Bible says you are not a man that you will lie. Neither are you the son of man that you have repented. Have you not spoken? Will you not bring to pass? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The Bible says healing is the children's bread. It is my portion. In the name of the Lord Jesus, you say by your stripes I am healed. So if there be any sickness, any disease, I receive the word of God for divine healing in every area. In the name of Jesus Christ. The Bible says I will not beg. Lord Father my band will be blessed my home will be blessed my children will be blessed my oh Father everything that concerns me our ideas in my head will be blessed anything I lay my hands upon to do the Lord my God you will prosper it for it is the word that you have spoken my going out and my coming will prosper no matter where I go all over this nation and outside this nation you will guide me I will not strike my feet against the stone it will be well with me my children will be blessed spiritually i will prosper the understanding of the word of god will be clear to me in the place of prayer i will have grace in the place of waiting i will have grace in the place of evangelism i will have grace in the place oh god my father and my god of follow-up i will have grace in the place of encouragement i will have grace my father and my god in every ministry that you will call me to lord i will have grace because you say you will prosper me you say lord i will have blessings all around there will be no part of my life that will be outstanding in the name of the lord jesus christ father you will give me the tongue of the learning i will know how to speak a word and season father grace will be given unto me that i will be able to excel above those who have come before me because it is your choice to bless you have declared the word and i believe it and i receive it and it is my portion in the name of the lord jesus thank you father we give you praise lord we give you glory lord we give you honor lord 
Receive every grace, Lord. Receive all the glory tonight. May your name continually be glorified. Father, we thank you. Father, we bless you. Let's just begin to bless the name of the Lord. God is faithful. God is good. God is righteous. He has spoken and he will keep his word. I give him praise. Give him thanks tonight. Worship him and give him adoration. Loving Father, we bless you. Loving Father, we worship you. Oh, Father, you say you know the plans you have towards us. They are plans of good, not of evil, not to harm us. Oh, but to pray prosper us. Oh, Father, we thank you. Oh, we thank you. For the Bible says we are created for your pleasure to do us good. Oh, Father, may your name be glorified. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for we are objects of your praise, oh God. We are a show forth of your righteousness, oh God. Father, to declare your goodness in the land of the living, that men will see us and know that you have been good to us. Thank you, Father. May your name be glorified forever. We love you lord we worship you lord we thank you lord because we know that at the end of this year hallelujah with testimonies we are bound of your faithfulness testimonies we are bound of your goodness thank you father thank you father for the grace you have given us to start oh god to wait on you and the grace we have lord to finish well father nobody will drop out we will not become sick we will not be tired we will not be distracted oh father you will keep us you will give us grace that when we seek you we will find you because we will seek you with the whole of our hearts thank you father we give you every praise lord glory be unto your holy name in Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen.